Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions Podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at this, uh, whatever we're calling it these days. And joining me, as she does every week, is my co-host and associate editor, Miss Annie Bondo. Hello. Hello. How are you today? itchy like i just went to a, a friend of my a very old one of my oldest and dearest friends had a birthday over the weekend and he just bought a house in maryland so let that be a a testament of my love for him that i went to maryland to go to this party <laughs> and it wasn't so much a party as like we're old now so we like sit in his backyard because he moved to suburbia so he has a backyard and uh greg greg came and he was grill master so greg like made burgers on the the smoker grill thing that my friend had in his backyard and we all sat outside and just talked about ridiculous things and the just the horrible state of the world generally and drank some white claws and I had eaten alive by mosquitoes like I just I don't know if it's like this is me re-entering society and I've just forgotten that these are things that happen because I don't know the last time I went hung- and hung out in someone's backyard but yeah apparently I am still tasty to the local uh local bug population i'm so sorry i have mostly been doing things that um include being inside my house which is you know renovating basements and moving furniture around and now my elbow hurts um so i'm covered in k-tape i don't even know what that is k-tape k-tape it's the best stuff ever this stuff is magical okay i don't even know how it works it just does okay i I promise you this is not a sponsored ad i have no idea what she's talking about so (laughs) Enjoy anyway, this. Um, what are we talking about today other than the state of my elbow, which really hurts every time I have to type, and it's the reason I'm being really slow this week on the blog. <laughs> um, It's a website. People don't say blog anymore. Blog and forever. We're talking, uh, we're talking about uh, my annual punishment has come round again. <laughs> and well, I guess technically I got last year off because the pandemic was good for something, but woo, Endeavor is back. <sighs> Yes, that's my excited face. Wait, wait, wait it, it, it is now time. Um, it is now time for Endeavor, which is one of my long-running shows. Um, I'm going to make a vow to the people before we get into this conversation. I'm going to apologize in advance because now that I have watched two seasons of this show, I can tell you several things. One, the show is extremely not rated for Lacey. Um, it is not my lane. And I am not the best person to be critiquing it. So if you guys survive this episode of me talking about it, uh, we'll try to find somebody who isn't me to fill in for the final season podcast episode next year. Because y'all who actually like the show probably deserve better than me who does not really. I'll try to I'll try to keep the complaining to a minimum. So- Annie's going to be running the show today is what I'm saying. <laughs> So I grew up on Inspector Morse. My mother was uh, had a crush on uh, John Thaw in the late eighties, um, and I uh, I watched in- Inspector Lewis when it first started, and I loved it. And then I watched the Endeavor movie when it came out, um, and thought it was great. And then they turned it into a show, and I thought that was great too. And I have really liked Morse um, as a story uh, over the f- the you know, over the decades, uh, series eight uh, or season eight, which is now, which the third episode of which basically aired this weekend, just before July 4th. Um, 
this is we we already know that this is the second to last season of the show series nine which the is what you want is one of my husband's favorite words which is penultimate penultimate it means next to last next to last um series season nine which is scheduled to air later in 2022 on ITV and will come over here next year in 2023 is uh, basically the 10th anniversary due to the uh, due to the way that, that the show sort of happened. Um, that first movie came out in 2012. So the final season, even though it, it's been 10 years, but it's only nine seasons because the movie is separate. Um, this is basically the 10th anniversary this year and it will season nine will be the 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 end of it apparently according to uh uh russell lewis who's the guy who uh who who conceived of endeavor and sort of created the series that it was always sort of a 10-year arc that he'd had in mind and this is basically what he wanted to do and it's coming to its logical end and i would say that actually having now seen all three episodes that yes i can see where we are reaching the end of the show that i can see i i very much felt like is, termi- is this where i can make an old yeller joke or is that rude that's rude um okay. i felt very much like terminus was an episode that 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 very much felt like we were mo- that we were speeding towards the end. That being said, um, you know, part of the problem with uh, when we did our last Endeavor episode back in 2020 is that season seven was definitely to me the weakest season of them all. And this is part of I, I honestly do think that losing Sarah Vickers as Joan Thursday was a huge blow to the series. And they didn't quite know what to do with not having her. And so they gave more. This That's so to- funny to me, because watching this season, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think they know what to do with her. Uh, honestly, I will get to that. We'll come back to that, because I, I one of the one of the things I realized while I was watching it was you were like, oh, like this, you know, Joan Thursday is not here. And I'm like, well, now she was here and I don't think it mattered. So there. That's really interesting um, because I feel that her return has really given the show back something it was desperately missing last season, which was women, um, a story that wasn't directly involved in the murders. You know, this is not Grantchester. Grantchester is, uh, you know, the mysteries are a thing that we happen to do for a living while we hang out with these characters. Endeavor is very much uh, a mystery series. But up until season seven, there was real banter between the characters. There was a real relationship between the characters. And one of the most striking things that I still remember you saying when we talked about season seven is that you didn't seem to realize that either Strange or Debrin were anything more than like walk-ons. Wait, is Debrin the tiny troll man? Um, he's the, he's does, the pathologist. Does, yeah, whatever. He just shows up to be like people are dead we'll talk it too and then he just like swans off so i don't think that changed much um but he actually got no he has per- he's allowed to have personality again this season he makes jokes the way he used to um he there there's a there's a sense that these characters actually do have lives outside of what they do for a living i mean i think his life is being a weirdo but okay <laughs> um i i was not as impressed with episode one and i was actually very worried when i saw episode one that basically we weren't gonna pull out of the hole that we were in in season in season seven but 
I really liked episode two. I loved the fact that we had the date with Strange and Joan. I liked the fact that that then, you know, managed to find its way back into the actual mystery. I was a little disappointed not to have to not to see Morse, you know, basically discover that Joan is dating Strange. But, you know, um, and I, I really liked episode three. I liked the fact that we brought back Sam as a character that we haven't seen you know, basically since like the very early seasons, uh, a little Technically, bit. We didn't see him in this one. Um, no, but basically, <laughs> basically, you know, it, it, I felt like we were bringing back characters from earlier seasons who, who were, you know, who, who, who older care, who, who people who've watching could really like, like Gwen came back in episode two. Um, and actually I think that that's a very interesting thing because that really gave you that, that, was the first time I think we really got to see Morse in the last few episodes really have personality and really deal with his family again for the first time, um, which is something that the show has sort of like wandered away from. And, um, you know, this time, you know, even though we didn't see Sam because he's gone AWOL, you know, the fact that the, you know, it really gave, it gave the, uh, it gave the Thursdays something to do and sort of brought them back as a family. And you got to see Fred and Wynn sort of fighting again and, 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 and their, and, and how she, how she really resents the fact that he basically throws himself into his work whenever anything goes wrong. Um, I really, I, I felt very much like series, season eight was much more balanced as a season of Endeavor than season seven. And the fact that Lacey still doesn't like it doesn't honestly surprise me that much. Uh, like I said, this show is not rated for me. I will say I did not, uh, I hate it. Season seven, like hated it. I just did not care about huge swaths of this season. So this isn't as fun for me as the season seven one where I literally just crapped on it for like an hour because I don't actually like I'm not it, it's it is a thing that I saw and I cannot get those minutes of my life back, which is unfortunate, but I don't I'm not like flaming mad about it. In fact, I will say my I will try I will try to dig and find some nice things to say. I did actually like I felt like I got a better picture of um of who Thursday was mm. this season that I did in season seven. Yes. And I liked him a lot more. He is far and away my favorite part of the show. His wife is horrible, but he's great. I I I, I have always really loved Thursday. I I'm always a sucker for the like grizzled optimist who is trying to like find the hope even in the face of like bleak horribleness. That is just something that is a character trope that that speaks to me. So I liked that he got to do he got to do more of that outside of of we'll talk about sort of Endeavor as a character in a minute because <laughs> I don't like him. But uh I do think he was that he was a very necessary sort of counterweight to the very dour like ugh-ness of of Morse. And I like that that's a man who has seen all of the things that he has seen and has lost the things he's lost and has witnessed like the worst of people. And he's still trying to find the, he's trying to find the reason that he still does the job every day. You know, like he's still trying to be like, we're inherently like good as a species, which I don't know if is a hundred percent true anymore, but I like that he's trying. Um, yeah. I, I so the original Morse trope was that Morse was this sort of like intellectual, who still believed in the good in people, 
um, even though his intellectualness knew that people are inherently evil and that was sort of his struggle and that he wanted to impart this sort of intellectual way of thinking to um, his D.S. Lewis, who was this sort of salt of the earth footballer. The thing that bugs me about this, and I'm going to use a word here that our sound guy's going to have to bleep, so I'm sorry, Mark, is that, uh, like, <laughs> Morse is just an a- Like, he's really just, like, not, like, he's just not a great person he's also like i could really i i consider myself an intellectual which i think people might argue with me on but i also i don't think they're mutually exclusive that you can only be like a very smart very educated person and also be a nihilist you know like i don't think that the smarter you get the more you think the world is worth nothing i think it's the other way that you see the potential in things and i feel like thursday does that a lot for me than than a lot more for me than Morse does. Like, well, that Morse is a terrible person. Yeah, Morse. When he's one of the things about when we flip the dynamic with Inspector Lewis, and Inspector Lewis is now the salt of the earth who has learned to be a hopeful person and see the best in people, a la Thursday. And then he gets paired up with Lawrence Fox, whose character is the snobby intellectual who is a nihilist. Basically, when we got the Endeavor movie, Endeavor was much like the Lawrence Fox character. He is this nihilist who we basically need, who, who we, when we meet Thursday, we realize Thursday is going to be the person who teaches him this hope. And I think part of the problem for me with season seven is that up until basically the move to Thames Valley in season six, we saw that arc happening. And then when we reached the point where we moved to Thames Valley and Morse basically gets demoted and separated from Thursday, it derailed that very badly. And I wanted season seven to get back to it. And it didn't. Instead, it dug even deeper into the nihilism. And that was part of why I didn't like season seven. I also felt that because they needed to give a different love interest to Morse because Joan Thursday wasn't there. They created this stupid melodrama with this Venice stuff, which I hated. And it did not jive with me at all. And I very I was very happy that the lady died and that the dude got, you know, <laughs> did, and then the guy went into the canal and that was all over. And I really I wanted to sort of get past that this season. And that was why when the first episode when we got to the first episode and we had this sort of the Oxford Wanderers thing and the IRA and Jones there and you see Strange ask her out, which I I think my favorite moment in the entire ep- in that entire episode was was Strange's shy little asking Joan out piece. Like, I think that was my favorite moment. Yeah, I still have no idea what he does strange uh, but he's kind of cute like he's cute in an adorable way strange and morse are basically the same level they're both detective sergeants which is hilarious given that morse does not act like that at all and um for the record um in the original inspector morse strange is now morse's boss Wait, so is he like the Anton Lesser? Yes. Strange okay. is the Anton Lesser of, and and Morse has become the Roger Allen. And I felt like, I have always felt like one of the things about Strange and the reason I like Strange better is that we are seeing a man who, the man who will take over as opposed to Morse who will never really take over because he's not, he doesn't have the political bones to do that where Strange does. Mm. Um, I also just, I... 
I really felt like see in the, in the first episode that we still had nihilistic Morse and we still had cranky Morse that I that was still too much of a Lawrence <laughs> Fox. He wasn't getting back to the person that he the trajectory that he'd been knocked off of. And I felt like in episode two, when he we sort of dug in, when Gwen showed up and we sort of dug into who his father had been and we saw him sort of connect with the little boy with the uh, whose whose father had died. I felt like we were starting to see a little bit. And that was when I actually said to Lacey, you know, this is this is a much better representation of the Endeavor show I wanted to show you than see than season seven had been. Well, what's what's funny about that? I feel like half of our show sometimes is us just recounting conversations that we've had via text yeah, message. It's true. But we we talk a lot. I'm sorry. Um, as, as she's telling me this, and I'm like, you know, I think I've, I've tweaked on something about this show that feels pretty important, and that is that I actively dislike the series' main character. Yeah. <laughs> You you sided with Gwen in those arguments, which I thought was amazing. Well, not I don't I don't know that side with her is correct, but I definitely did not I definitely did not feel like she was I mean, yes, she was behaving monstrously, like just in terms of basic manners and politeness. But I also like so you had a crappy dad. Join the club. <laughs> like get therapy like men will do anything except go to therapy like like i don't i don't know why i'm supposed to and granted again i should caveat all this with being like i just started watching the show in season seven so i don't know if we've dealt with this or whatever whatever but like just like we all have crappy dads like there it's I, you're not special <laughs> so basically what you're saying is Morse would rather get hit by a cab than go to therapy yeah apparently <laughs> apparently although honestly are there three cab drivers in oxford four because that like there i was like wait what are the odds in this man is going to get mowed down by a cab driven by a dude that not only like i've seen on the show before that literally like knows the man he hit like this is ridiculous yeah um, like if they're gonna be, if they're gonna be realistic about there only being four cab drivers in oxford then people should be more concerned about the murder right there <laughs> oh just saying um and then of course we got to terminus where um honestly like we we had an actual agatha christie mystery which i really you know i know it wasn't fair it was a little um and then there were none mm-hmm. or, tw- uh, or 12 little indies i don't know which one i'd have it's no, all we the call same it and then we're not we call them it we call it and then there were none. That is the politically correct title of that of that novel now. Oh and wait, are those the same ones? I've never read these books. Yes, yes. Okay. Did not know that. Um the, we don't refer to it as Ten Little Indians or Ten Little Um <clears throat> Um that it was originally called. We now call it and then there were none because that is the politically correct title. Um and it's the one that we are not embarrassed to say. Um but honestly, I was free. I liked Terminus. Terminus was, I think, my favorite Endeavor episode in years. That, do, that does feel very. That was. I was watching it, and I was like, "This is. You're gonna love this because it yes. seems that is very rated for you." Yes, it is. I need to know. I need to know. And maybe it's just because I'm not used to this show. But like this, that episode for me specifically was also. These shows don't need to be an hour and a half long. Like I, I mourn for the version of this show where this the mysteries are sixty minutes because if they're gonna do these things, where the point of the show isn't the characters that you see every week, but these random sort of extras that come in and murder each other for whatever reason, like I don't care about them. So we could keep it moving with that. We could not, we could not drag it out the way that that episode does. I did like their, I did like the Shakespeare references, but that's about. 
I, I think that's actually very fascinating because, you know, um, most of the original Morses back in the 80s were about 100 minutes here, give or take. Um, you know, so not quite an hour and a half, but, you know, or, you know, about an hour and a half. I mean, I think they're like, it's feature length. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which is always hilarious to me because when's the last time you saw a movie that was an hour and a half? Mm-hmm, seriously. Um, but honestly, like, since those Morses were about an hour and a half per episode, that has always been the 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 style that the rest of the shows have followed. Inspector Lewis followed that model and now Endeavor follows that model. And I think there's a level where it's almost we don't question why it's that long. Well, because the thing the thing for me is is that like if you're not going to use that time to really develop the characters, which the show has repeatedly shown that it's not really that no, interested. No, it's in, not. It's not interested in doing that. That it just means you're inserting red herrings and twists for the sake of there being red herrings and twists and it's not really about any of the central characters and I feel like you could just really streamline that and the show would be better for it. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure you're wrong about that. One of the things about episode two and the reason that I got so excited about episode two also um, and was messaging you saying this is the show I was trying to show you that didn't show up last time is that it also had that 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 twisty mystery thing. Um, and when I say that twisty mystery thing, when you recap Endeavor, when you recap any mystery show, like one of the things I always do is I try to mention every single character because I don't know as I'm walking through it which one of them did it. And you, you, you can't know. But, you know, when it comes to, say, Grant Chester, if there's a character who doesn't have a line, I don't have to freaking write down who the heck that was because they didn't have a line. They're, they're not, they didn't do it. Or they only had one line. They probably didn't do it. In Endeavor, if they had one line, yeah, it's probably that guy. Don't cut that guy. <laughs> like, it really, truly is that kind of obnoxious twist. Like, that is that is standard for the Morse. Uh, 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 that, that, that's what Morse does. That's what all the Morses have done. That's what all the Lewises did. The, the least, the character that you think is the write-off character that you don't have to mention in your recap because they really weren't important is always the guy who did it. And that literally happened with with the cab episode is I just wrote the dispatcher. I didn't write his name down and expletive, 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 expletive. And I got to the end and I had to go back. <laughs> and I don't I mean, and I don't I don't like as, as everyone who's who's listened to this podcast ever knows this is not my lane. So I don't know if people enjoy that. Like, is that something that is that something that's fun? For for people who are not me, that just that that's some sort of trope of the genre that people just really like. But it felt like a waste of my time. It is for mystery people, for mystery people who are. There is a level where mystery people do not want to be able to guess who it is. But I don't even think I don't even think that's what this show is though. Like I I was barely paying attention and I was like, "Oh, Morse was definitely the drunk on the bus." Oh, no, no, no. That part was obvious. That was obvious. Or like, "Oh, the girl with the the girl with the boots is definitely like involved." Like it's 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 just like it it's not maybe I would be like this is worth my time if the show were better at hiding its tells, but it's not. And is I don't know if that's like a fun thing, then I don't want to like yuck someone's yum, but it's just like at some point it starts to feel like, well, we got 90 minutes to fill. So let's fill them. 
Um, I will say that there is a level where mystery people want a puzzle box. We want Westworld. We want the Westworld moment of she was in it that 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 it was all um, that she wasn't in the same timeline as everyone else. Um, from Westworld season one with Dolores, we want we want that kind of fool me thing that we didn't figure out or that we struggled to figure out or that we saw the uh, that we saw the clues to and it makes us feel smart and that's kind of what Endeavor is Endeavor is endeavoring to give us <laughs> in a in a, in an episode where it's the dispatcher that you didn't pay attention to when he was babbling on about his daughter named Birdie. Right. Like that's what that's what Endeavor is endeavoring to do with those. The the thing about episode three is that it wasn't a classic Endeavor trope. It did Agatha Christie. So it was a lot more obvious about it, Um, even though I knew it couldn't possibly just be the girl with the boots. I couldn't figure out which one of the two bus drivers was helping her. Well, I also like that they have that random third lady that they're like, here's a third murder lady. The random third lady was kind of great. I didn't see the random third lady coming at all. Like, I was just like, have we ever seen that woman before? No? Okay. We'd seen her, we'd seen her, like, we saw her on that bus scene, and that was it. They sort of let her, dis- they let her disappear, which, and you didn't notice because there were so many of them. Right. Like, I thought that was very clever, but it also, you know, the girl was so obvious that it sort of allowed you to hide the old aunt lady who was also involved. And you were and I was so busy trying to figure out which of the two bus guys it was who was in league with the with the boots girl that I was sort of like, you know, that I I sort of missed the whole older aunt Mm -hmm. person until the end when they suddenly said there's an aunt in the picture who is camera shy. And I said, wait, there's an old lady in that house, too, who we haven't seen have a lot of lines. I'll bet that's her. Um, but again, Endeavor isn't as good at the Christ at hiding the Christie things. It's much it's bread and butter is the style of mystery we got in episode two where the guy with one line is the guy that did it. That is that is their that is their trope. And there is a real, yes, there is a real subsection of mystery lovers that like that because they can't figure, because it makes it harder to figure out. If it's only the person with one line, you're never going to guess who it is, right? Like it's going to fool you. (laughs) And it's not fair, but it's also going to fool you. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about, let's talk about the, uh, the alcoholic in the room. Yes, Which is I would I would love your thoughts on how the show portrays alcoholism. Morse the drunk, like I, you can go first. So Morse drinks a lot in the original series. He 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 is the guy who sits around listening to opera at high volume, drinking expensive beer. That is what he does. Um, and I remember that very, very clearly from the older episodes. It's one of the few things I really remember from the older episodes. Um, also that he sleeps with a lot of women. Um, but that never registered quite as much as the drinking and listening to opera at very loud volume. Um, the Morse is never portrayed as an alcoholic in those original shows in those original shows though and there's always been this sort of hint again that was very much lost in season seven that endeavor is riding the line between 
being be, liking his liking his beer and being a slave to his beer. That being said, um, I dislike Marsh the Drunk, and in fact, those were my least favorite scenes this entire season. Um, as someone who has spent more time in my life around alcoholics than I care to talk about on a podcast, um, I would say that I Marsh's alcoholism doesn't ring true to me. It it feels very. He's supposed to be an alcoholic because he drank a lot and we need to sort of ride the line of alcoholism and have him get help and and find that line between loving beer and beer ruling him that he lives in in the original series. And we need to cross that line. But I I've never truly bought it. And this season especially felt very I don't know. I I actually kind of I tuned out every time Drunkmore showed up on screen, except for the one time when he went to Joan's house in episode two. Um, and then I was just like, you pathetic ass. I can't wait for you to find out that she went with Strange on a date. <laughs> um, it's because it's because it was the 1960s and he couldn't drunk text her. He, right? I feel like Morris would be a really active drunk texter yes i do too um and i feel like joan would have blocked his number i hope so um as it was i really liked that her roommate was like get the heck away when he showed up and i would and i'm actually kind of sad that it never didn't figure out she and strange are dating and i really kind of hope that becomes a thing in, in in season nine and that he gets over her because she marries strange um does she marry him is that a thing actually i don't know I, I vaguely remember that Strange had a wife in the original series. I don't know if I ever knew if it was Joan. I don't... I, I, I But I have actually had an active thought for several seasons now that Strange and Joan were endgame much more than Joan and and, and Morse were ever going to be endgame. Well, didn't we already know that they weren't endgame? Um, I don't think I knew... I don't think we actually know if they're endgame, but I've always had that sense. And honestly, especially because, and this actually comes up a little bit in episode three, um, there's a point where Wynn starts yelling at Joan, where did your education get you? And then she mentions a town. What she's talking about is Joan's first, like the man that she moved in with, which I think that was season four or season five, who basically beat her and Morse. And basically, she ends up in the hospital and Morse covers for her. And the reason that Fred Thursday doesn't ever know about it is because Morse poses as her husband at the hospital so that her parents are never called and that she is basically released to him and she goes and she heals up and then she goes home and she never tells her parents that she was beaten. And this is sort of a thing where Wynn is going, no, I knew what was happening and I knew what you never told us. And Fred is like, what are you talking about? That's that's what that scene is. Um, and even when that was happening, Happening, I still always got the sense whenever she and Strange were in the room together, I guess maybe because the two actors just have really good chemistry, but I've always sort of wanted that to be there to be the end game. And I'm actually quite hopeful that they it will be. Um, I feel like I should almost go back now and watch the old Morses and see if I can figure out if she's... See if they ever say someone's name. If she ever <laughs> say someone's name. Because I, I, I definitely knew that Strange was married, but I don't think... I, I, I don't think it was ever... I can't imagine the original Morse was a show that was really that concern about the detectives wives just guessing exactly and i, I don't think that may, maybe he did have a wife named joan and i never noticed but i'm, I'm sort of hoping maybe maybe he did <laughs> um back to back to drunk morris i just also this i this maybe sounds terrible because i think i think 
that people can develop problems with with substance abuse for a variety of reasons but i also like super don't buy that he is falling down drunk because of venice yeah like, i just don't no no and I, so that feels that feels really like like narrative need forward instead of character need forward and that annoys me i i agree like, we i need morris to be drunk for this episode to work so suddenly he's going to be chugging from a flask in front of all of his superiors like constantly yeah because reasons well i reasons is more than just venice reasons is because of the original show but you're correct in that it is narrative forward and i'm not i didn't buy it either I mean, it was either it was either Venice or like my dad was terrible. And I'm like, again, a lot of us have terrible dads and we are functional grownups. Yeah, I I really was not pleased with how they handled that. I think I could have gone the entire nine seasons and movie and never actually and never had more cross well, that line. I also, I also feel like I don't think they got to that line, honestly. Like, no. He he just suddenly was like drinking uncontrollably. There wasn't like a like like there wasn't a a gradualness to it. If no. that makes sense, like it was just suddenly like he's blackout drunk, falling off of buses. I mean, again, who among us? Although I don't really believe in taking the bus, but <laughs> oh, I love um, the bus. What's wrong with I you? I mean, I love the concept of the bus, but the bus always takes forever. So does the metro. So does the metro here in DC. Public I will, transport. Okay, is... I will agree. In the South, in America, buses are terrible. But in New York, I swear, I like the buses better than I like the subway. Oh yeah, I grew up in Richmond. Like the bus. Uh, although I hear that it's gotten a lot better now that they have these sort of like lightning lanes and things. But when I was a when I was younger, the bus was just the bus was your transport of last resort. But anyway, back to the actual show. I just I just feel like the the speed with when with which he went from functional to blackout drunk falling down the bus steps was uh, not at all driven by anything that I was seeing on the screen. If that makes sense. Um, I also feel like, you know, the thing about Morse and the thing about Lewis and then now with Endeavor is that the seasons were always very short. So there's only three episodes Right. And we basically, you know, our first episode striker is January of 71. And they need um, him by the end of it to be so drunk he won't remember being on a bus. Right. And in and and the second episode, I think, is supposed to be I mean, it's 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 um it's definitely summer. So I, I don't know exactly when, maybe 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 June or July. And then Terminus is supposed to be about a year later. So like, you know, November, December ish. I mean, the snow. Yeah, because An- Anton Lesser said something about that. It's which I thought was weird because this didn't seem like long enough that it had been about a year since Venice. Yes. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And because of that, because there's only three episodes, we don't get a good sense of of his downward trajectory into alcoholism. This is not something you can do in three episodes that sort of skim over the timeline, dipping in and out. I will say that one of my favorite scenes of the season was Thursday confronting him about his drinking. I oh, thought yes. that was really well done. I thought it was really um, interesting in the sense that you don't often get to see sort of that kind of scene between men sort of talking about these things that men don't talk about, especially in this time period. I thought it was, I thought that was just really good. Yes, I would agree. Even though suddenly they're just like, by the end of it, he's like, sure, I'll take my leave and go to rehab. And uh, I, I don't, again, feel like how they got there worked for me, but whatever. Um, The thing is, is that Morse 
and Endeavor especially, it doesn't work if you go much longer than three episodes. There has been a, there um, the season where there were six episodes, which I think was season five, um, was too long. Wait, were they all like an hour and a half? Yes. No. That that I don't was what that do not want. Right? Um is three episodes four at most is what this series can handle. And I've and and because of that, like three episodes is kind of the right length for Endeavor, but it does hamper them from telling this kind of story over a year of somebody sinking into addiction. That needs more than that. And I don't know how you square that circle other than you just never approach it. Um, that's that's my only that that I, I feel like this is not the right format for what they were trying to do, I guess is my best answer. I, I also get the feeling that the people who most um, who most enjoy and most love this show don't actually care about that part of the story. <sighs> so they not. don't like they don't treat it as a priority because that's not what their audience is asking for. Probably not. What the audience wants is a good mystery. This is in this, as I said, this is Grant Chester is the show that you watch for the people. This is the one that you watch for the mystery. And that's why this show will always be the lacy, much more lacy problematic than Grant Chester ever would. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, th- th- that whole priest thing in episode, in, I think it was episode two. Which the one the well, I'm sorry, do you mean the one where the priest gets murdered or the one where they're literally carving crosses into people's eyes? Uh no, this the second one where the priest gets murdered and there's a <laughs> and whole it's like, like Micah f- chapter five, verse fifteen or something. Yes, and I actually had to go look up and I was like I, I had to actually go look up a Bible thing a Bible quote. Um because I didn't <laughs> know what it was. And oh and then of course they told me like after I'd looked it up. But you know. Um I I just I, I you know, as as our resident religious expert um ah! well Sorry. um well, i mean no, i guess but, i guess if of the two of us but yeah, i i no i just because to you it really does matter how religion is portrayed how did you feel about the idea of this priest who had sort of lost his faith as or did you did that not even register to you i'm curious um it 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 registered but it also just sort of felt like a plot point like i don't i the weird part about the length of these episodes is that they really don't use the time to delve into the main characters, but they also don't really use the time to delve into the side characters either. So I don't know why that priest felt like that. I am sure, like most people, um, he probably did have a, a crisis or questioning of faith at some point. I mean, no person who is a person of faith gets through their whole life without without asking some questions that are uncomfortable or that their specific religious order might not approve of. I think that especially during the the time period in, in which this is set, I don't think it's abnormal that somebody who was of the church might question the church and, and what it was doing sort of writ But large. you don't feel but, like the, the show didn't really care about that. And no, so- I don't think they, I think they were just like, Oh no, a priest has been murdered. Isn't that scandalous? Because like it is sort of a scandalous death. He's literally murdered like in the confessional. So that's very transgressive. It's very sort of like an extra level of violence. But I I don't think that his religion was super important to the story. Hmm. Much like I don't think they ever really like I they explained the crosses on the eyes because of the pool bedding in the third episode. But I think they just thought it looked cool. 
I, I, I will absolutely agree with that. Um, I also think... Um, also, oh, I just love that these murderers were nerds enough to be like, we're going to put some Macbeth on our like calling cards of death, and we're all going to know what that means because we're nerds. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there, there was definitely like a lot of sort of... This was the only one this season that was directed by a woman, and I could kind of tell. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I do. I do think they did a good job of making it feel very creepy when everybody kept hitting on Boots Girl against mm-hmm. her will. That was very honest. Yeah the 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 woman who directed it, uh, Kate Saxton, is also some. She's a regular face we see. It's a regular name we see for Call the Midwife. Um, and uh, I I I thought that that was an interesting thing because because this was sort of the Agatha Christie one and sort of the not less endeavory one I I wondered if part of the reason why it felt like that also was because we were getting more of a of of a woman's point of view um I'm not really sure um Sean Evans by the way also directed this season for the first time yeah he's he's um he's directing one in the final season too yes he is wait i thought he directed in season seven did he did he oh yes he did no he did you're correct he directed this was his second one and then he's gonna do one in the final season too i think yeah um he actually directed funnily enough he directed the one that i hate i I liked the least the the striker one um which i thought was rather interesting um because you know i also since i disliked season seven i didn't like the one he did there either um and i I just I I wonder if that's well. I feel like that episode in particular is very much about the like fake outs and reversals and very very into the like ha you thought vibe. Uh, I will agree. Um, the uh, the uh, the whole IRA of the of that first episode. I wish was... they'd actually done more with that because I felt like that was interesting. But then they were like JK. It was that was part of the fake out. Yeah, I was I was I was rather disappointed in that because honestly, like when we when when the IRA, when I realized the IRA was here and, you know, Thursday sort of says, yes, well, that they're not going to cross the pond. And we all know that. It, well, actually, they do. What, um, what year is this technically like 60? Uh, 71. Was? Oh, OK. We're already in the 70s. All right. Yeah. So this is this is basically the beginning of the IRA bombings actually coming across into England. Um, and so having, you know, Thursday say in a sh- in an episode that's set at the beginning of that year, oh, well, th- they're not going to come over here and do it. All the bombings are over there was really quite like I was really hoping for, I don't know, more. And I didn't. And no, we didn't get that there. Um Again, as I said, I think that was my least favorite episode this season. But, you know, since Terminus was my favorite episode and it was the last episode of the season, I am definitely going into the final season, you know, with hope. Yeah. What do you want from the final season? Like, I don't care. So somebody who cares should answer this question. Um, honestly, I would like to see more settle into the Morse that I've been waiting for him to settle into. When does the Morse series start? Like, is this the thing, you know, like when Obi-Wan came out of Disney Plus and everybody did all those memes about like the fact that it's basically like 10 years between Ewan McGregor and and he suddenly turns into like Alec Guinness in 10 years. Like, what is the gap there? Um, The first season of Inspector Morse, which was set in the present, was aired in 1987. So um, even though it's not, it, it it's not like 1986 or something. It's actually 1987. Okay. So it's like 15 years. It's like 15 years. 
He has to turn in, into John Thaw in 15 years. Yes. So, yes, okay. he will turn into John Thaw in 15 years. It, it's it's not quite the same stretch as uh, as Ian McGregor to Alec Guinness in 10, but it's getting there. I mean, I don't think it's that far off. The face I was just making was pretty great. <laughs> I I will say that that is one of the problems with these with with prequeling like this, and it always will be, um, that because um, and and this is this is not fair, um, but people in the twentieth century, especially in the seventies and eighties, aged much faster than we did, we do today, and that's not just it's not just that actors have. A, a, a better plastic surgery and well, better... Well, no, I mean, look at the amount that everyone's smoking. I say this as a person who spent a long time smoking. <sighs> yes. It's like Peaky Blinders. They're just chain smoking, like, every 30 seconds. The The amount of cigarette smoke that people inhaled both, both uh, directly and secondhand really did age people much faster 50 years ago. And so the... It's it simply people simply don't look the way they did. We talk. We call. We call, talk about the Wilford Brimley line. I believe is the is the is the running meme on Twitter where actors hit the quote unquote Wilford Brimley line and they don't. Oh wait, look. is that how old they would be if they were in Cocoon? Um. Yes. But okay. if they are the same age that Wilford Brimley was when he was in Cocoon. So when Paul Rudd hit the Wilford Brimley line, and Paul Rudd still looks what twenty nine. Paul Rudd is eternal. I don't. Paul okay. Rudd is like a bad example. Well, no, but Paul. We're Rudd, all gonna be like ninety, and Paul Rudd is gonna look the same. My point is that you know he has very well done not quite plastic surgery to keep him looking like that he has hair he has access to much better nutrition and much better health care and much better that people than Wilford Brimley ever did but probably one of the biggest is that he doesn't smoke and he's not surrounded by cigarette smoke and that really does make a huge difference he's got a he's got a marvel trainer that probably helps oh yeah that too um <laughs> But my point Just is, saying. yes, it, it is. This is one of the problems that prequels have right now is that we do we want to extend the old franchise and tell new stories in it by going back and talking about the past. But because we have modern actors who age in a modern way, they will never age correctly into the older actors that played the same character 50 years ago. That is just it just doesn't happen now. And that's not fair, and it's not fair of us to make that comparison, and yet there it is. I mean, we have eyes. It's not our fault. I know. I mean, Sean Evans Sean Evans may one day look like John Thaw, but it'll be when he's 80. I know. It's not going to be in 15 years. Um, anyway, back to the actual question. What, what do you want to see from the final season? What do I want to see from the final season? I really want more... I started to say this. I really want Morse to settle into the Morse of of the original series and i feel like we're almost out of time for that and by set by settle into what do you mean for those of us who don't know what that means um i i want him to have one of the things you pointed out which is very which i'm really glad you got that wasn't obvious in season seven is the amount of hope that thursday has and the amount of optimism that he has and it's the thing that morse has been missing it's the thing endeavor 
as a character has been missing that the original Morse had. And I have wanted him to get to and to settle into that 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 uncomfortable in between of want of believing in people while knowing that 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 the nihilism is there. While being aware of the worst that people yes. do regularly. Yes. And because we only have three episodes in season nine, I feel like it's almost too late for us to get there. I, I, I again, we're going to have this huge jump in the same way as with the alcoholism in order to reach that, and I'm probably going to be a little disappointed about it. But I want. Oh yeah, he's definitely going to rehab like in the off season. Oh yes, um, but I, de- I. I that's what I want is I want us to get to the point that Thursday has left his mark on Morse because he hasn't yet. And I'm frustrated because that's the thing that I wanted from this show from the beginning is to see Morse grow into more from from the Lawrence Foxish jerk character to the original Morse. That is what I have been tuning in for. That is what I've been waiting for. And it's the thing that the show has not given me yet. And it's the thing I want more than anything. And I'm I'm really glad that you got to see that that's what this show is supposed to be doing, even if it's not and not been doing it. And that Thursday really is kind of the hero to Morse that he'll always that he'll always be living up to. And I sort of assume that uh, the other thing I want to see is I want to see Thursday be able to retire. And I want to <laughs> no, no, no. I want to see Thursday and Bright be able to retire. Like, that's a thing I really desperately want, because uh, Thursday was supposed to retire several seasons ago, and then his brother, like, conned him out of, like, their savings, basically. And and he hasn't been able to retire since, and it's one of the things that, like, it's one of the unspoken things between him and Wynn, and why Wynn is so angry at him for still working. Um, And I really want that to get fixed, and I want Bright to, you know, because I love Anton Lesser, I just, I just want Bright to be happy. Even if it means that he like ends up with like his little porn star girl that he was drawing, I don't care. I just want to be happy. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, "Am I supposed to ship this? What is happening?" I'm not sure if I were. I have no idea if we were supposed to ship that or not. But I, I, yeah. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely want Bright to be happy. That's what I want. And and I wouldn't mind seeing Strange get promoted over Morris and Marin Joan and Morris have to swallow both. But I'm bump. Um, I don't have any wishes for the final. I know. Season. <laughs> um, we'll we'll have to figure out we'll have to figure out what to do when season nine rolls around next year. I know we're gonna find somebody who who enjoys this. But I feel like the final season of a show that people that has run for this long and that people love, we're gonna find somebody who is not me to talk about it. I still want you. I'm still gonna want you to come on and talk, but I I definitely feel that we need a third for for, for the next time we do this. I agree. Okay. It's not, it's not, you know what? Sometimes I think one of the greatest aspects of sort of media literacy and media criticism that you can have as a regular person is knowing when something is not bad necessarily, it's just not for you. That is, those two things are not the same. Like season seven was bad. I'm going to just put that out there. Season eight, I can objectively say is much better than season seven. It's just not for me. And that's fine. Not every piece of media is made for every person. And knowing knowing the line is important. I think uh, I'm just really glad that you got to see Endeavor as it sh- as as I see it. Um, even if it isn't for you, I got to, I got to show you the show I wanted to show you. I'm very happy about that. I mean, it's better than last season, but the bar was sort of in the Earth's core. <laughs> All right, that is our show on Endeavor season eight. 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 
And because I keep wanting to say season nine because it should end with 10 because that is a round number and that makes sense, but that's not what it's doing. So season eight, we bid thee farewell. The final season is coming in a ways from now. Yeah, it'll it'll air on ITV. It'll air on ITV this fall, and then it will. Um, I assume it will come to PBS in the in the summer of 2023 because that's where it always seems to come. That feels right. Um, and we will be here to talk about it, provided that you know the world hasn't ended by then. Fingers Shh. crossed. Is Quiet what I'm saying. You. <laughs> Annie, tell the people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. You can find pictures of my very fuzzy cats and their very fuzzy tails at Annie Bundle on Instagram. I am a staff writer at Elite Daily and an associate editor here at Televisions, and I also freelance around the web. Um, not this weekend because it was, you know, a holiday weekend. But you know, if you want to know what I've written this week, just go to my uh, Twitter because I retweet all of my bylines there. And uh, very soon I will be talking all about Thor. I'm excited for Lady Thor. That's all I got. I'm super excited on that. for Lady Thor. <laughs> uh, I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And like Annie, I write a lot here at Televisions and around the entertainment web. But I also always tweet my bylines. So come and be my friend. And I don't know. You get more rants online than here. In addition to here. It's fine. Anyway, if you don't want any of that, which I completely understand at this point. Um, the site and the pod are on social media at Televisions Blog, all one word, on Facebook and Tele underscore Visions on Twitter. You can listen to our podcast at WETA's YouTube channel, which is at WETA PBS. And you can subscribe to our newsletter at televisions.org slash subscribe for updates on all of our recaps, news pieces, general question of the state, questioning of the state of entertainment and all manner of things. We are a product of WETA, and if you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org and click on that donate button up top to help us keep doing it, which is a lot of things. While you're there, uh, you can get access to PBS Passport, which this summer has a tremendous amount of early and exclusive access to things, including the new season of Cobra before it premieres in July, the new season of Annika before it premieres this fall, Jamaica Inn before it, appear before it premieres next year. And I don't even know what it's dropping in the next few weeks or months. We'll just see. You'll have to follow the site and see is what I'm saying. Uh, we are excited to still be here after everything being horrible in the world. And we hope that you will keep listening to us. I don't know. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of a stranger. Just be nice to each other. Nice to people you don't know. I feel like it's rough out there right now. Everything is pretty awful, to be honest. And... I don't know. Maybe we can make a difference for the people around us. That would be nice. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>